Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adam Amin of NBC Sports in Chicago in the previous segment talking about what he's seen from the Cavaliers. And I was so glad Keith brought him on and, and booked him because, you know, Adam has seen... Um, three different games from the Cavs and Bulls over the last six weeks. And one of those games came right at kind of the peak of the Cavs at their best. And then the middle game came kind of as they kind of petered out at the end of the first half. We're going into um, the NBA All-Star break. And they won, but it was it was a lot closer than it should have been. And we, we were talking about style points then. And then this last one was last night. And again, Really specific to last night, how they lost matters more than they lost. And I think it's really interesting. Adam Adam brings up a great point. This team is incredibly streaky. And I think I hear I think that's a lot of um, on the offensive side of the ball because I've noticed it too. But when you're when you're shooting 42% on 43s, Streakiness doesn't seem to bug anybody, right? Like you can be an, an up and down team, a team that can go on a ten, a twenty point run and give up a twenty point run just as simply. You can be that as long as you're closing out games and winning effectively. Nobody cares about the first three quarters of streakiness if in the fourth quarter you lock it down. Well, the Cavs are not shooting. Um, it's not just about they're not shooting as many threes now. It's when the threes aren't happening, which is late in games, and the ball is sticking. The shot selection is not as good, and it matters, and it will matter going forward. And it's something the Cavs have to go ahead and figure out. Now, I would like to point out, um, I just some guy just like some guy named Turtle Pimp on my Twitter feed just liked something of me, which opens up a lot of questions. If you're wondering why I'm bringing this up, I also wonder why I'm bringing this up. I'm just kind of lost right now. I'm, I'm somebody you're going to hear a lot of what I think on the air. I don't know if you noticed that yet, but it begs the question, is this man a turtle that is a pimp or does this man pimp turtles? And I will say, I don't think pimping turtles is legal. I think that's very questionable. I, I'd rather he's a turtle that pimps or a, or a pimpy turtle. I you get what I'm saying. I, it's different if you're a turtle in this scenario. Kayla? Maybe he's a pimp that's very shy, or he's a breeder, a turtle breeder. That's a little weird for me. Uh, the, the dog breeder thing, I get it. Uh, you, you have cattle, I get it. But but you just breed turtles? Look up how much they cost. I guarantee you, you would understand afterwards. I just, okay, so uh, listen, I, I grew up in Medina County. 
So I understand you got to the, the the mayor is in that like shoot thing and you got to bring the 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 stud and then something happens but you got to get the stud out real quick cuz you don't want damage. I understand how this works. Somehow that's weirder for me with a turtle guy than with with horses or just cattle in general. So shout out to Turtle Pimp. However, Three minutes of radio. We're never getting back. 216-474-0092. Thoughts on Turtle Pimp? Um, We have not talked a lot of Browns yet. We're going to have more with Albert Breer coming up at 520. But I got to be honest with you. We let something, I let something slide earlier this week. And it was, we had all that sound coming in from Andrew Barry and um, Kevin Stefanski the last couple days. And so this kind of just got lost in the sauce. But I wanted to make sure we talked about this today before I went on my uh, long weekend because the reality is I, I want to give the, the Browns credit, right? Like yesterday, we talked about the uh, the player survey, the NFLPA survey. And I'll be honest with you, um, I think a lot of people slept on it. I think there are a lot of people willing to, sl- uh, to, to sweep that under the rug because the Browns won. And I totally understand it. And I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. But I think it's significant. You know, people... A rebuttal, if you looked at the Browns scorecard, where pretty much across the board, they were in either the bottom half of the NFL in things like weight room, dietitian, um, food in the, the, the place. Um, what are the other ones? Oh, head coach, ownership, all this stuff. They were bottom half of the league in almost every single thing. They finished 23 out of 32. And some of that, they, they kind of got a little lucky because of the way the thing is weighted. But it was funny to hear people's reaction to it, which is, well, but they won. And I, I really do understand that. But, like, they also pointed out that, like, well, Kansas City finished in the bottom so-and-so. Well, Pittsburgh, you know, the Roonies got an F and so-and-so. And I think we're confusing the benefit of the doubt you get if you are a consistent winning organization and how we should treat you and think about you if you aspire to be a consistently winning organization. I think it's important to give the Browns, and this is not the thing, you know, a lot of times we talk about the Browns guys, and I do the thing of I'm going to give somebody a compliment so I can hit them hard on the back end. I feel good about exactly what I said in that first place so I can just bop them over the head, and, you know, it's it's a little fun. I do enjoy that. This is not one of those cases. I think... I really appreciate that the Browns listen to their fans. I do. I think the quality of leadership has changed immensely in the organization. I think if we talk about this team um, six years ago, we're talking about the worst organization in the NFL. That's not hyperbole. Doesn't matter how nice your facilities were or weren't. Doesn't matter how cool your dietitian is. He's a hippie named Greg who maybe likes to pop a gummy or two now that it's legal. I'm, I don't even know if that's the dietitian's name. It doesn't any of that other stuff doesn't matter um, when you are zero and sixteen, one and fifteen. So when you're winning consistently, if you've won, I don't know, three Super Bowls in uh, five years, like Kansas City, they can come out and players can just respond to the survey with with a fart noise. As far as I'm concerned, because you're winning consistently. So do I think those teams should do better? Yes. Do I think it's laughable that the NFL makes as much money as they do, and NFL owners? Um, consistently get chintzy with everything, 100%. And that's something that we don't really see from the team support side of things in terms of wins or losses with Jimmy Haslam. So 
I think Jimmy deserves more credit. Am I? Do I fear a little bit that there's something lurking there that that old Jimmy can come back at any moment? Yes. Do I think it's interesting how almost every team in the NFL is turning more into an organization? I say organization and more of a corporation, and the Browns seem to be being transformed into um, a team. Uh, sorry, a a, uh, a family-run team. Yes. I don't know if that's good or bad, by the way. Right? Like, there's the Roonies, who outside of the NFLPA survey are uh, given a lot of love for their consistency and their ability to win consistently. And then there's a family-run organization like the Bengals, who are as chintzy as chintzy can be if you read some of the reports of the NFLPA survey. But I think there were too many people that looked the other way on the the NFLPA survey. And I heard it today. I've heard it on this station. Well, I don't know how much that matters. Well, guys, until they win consistently, it matters. And I think they're on the way. I do. I think that so much of the positivity, and I, man, I really like Andrew Barry. And I think I, I'm still, I still have questions about Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a, I think he's a hell of a guy. And so it is easier to be patient with an organization where you think the two people running the thing are legitimately good human beings. I think Jimmy has to have had taken a step back and not be the same kind of guy who was meddling the way he was uh, six years ago. I still think he meddles. I still think he's involved. I don't really like the setup of Paul D. Podesta. It annoys me because I think it's the perfect, I think it's the perfect coup. Oh, hey, uh, whew, this one, you know, we just didn't get it done. Um, I like Paul's job there. What determines whether he's doing a good job or not? It's not on wins and losses. It's not on how well you're drafting because they've struggled at that at points. It's not about the consistency of the organization. So like that bugs me. That's something they look at and go, well, that's not how other teams are set up. And I'm concerned about that, but it should be noted. The Browns have made leaps and bounds, like just jumps from where they were six years ago. But to say it doesn't matter when they still haven't had back-to-back winning seasons since 1989, I think is is either homerism, pandering, or just frankly looking the other way. Does it matter as much as that that uh, NFLPA survey when you were a zero-win team? No. Nope, not at all. Does it still matter something? Yes. Because when players feel like you don't treat their families well, that that's likely to have some sort of impact whether it's in free agency, guys wanting to sign here, whatever it is. Um, when it, when it's things like uh, the size of the weight room and the quality of it, yeah, that is that is a problem, guys, because this is their career, and you've got to make sure these guys are are in the right position. And so this is less shame on the Browns, This how dare you. This is less um, me on a pedestal and a soapbox. I, that is not what I want this to be. But it is more of a message on the focus of this organization has to be getting better in every conceivable way until there are consistent results on the field that back it up. I think it's very funny. I think think it's very interesting that Jimmy Haslam as an owner gets a B and Kevin Stefanski, who I think saved the season this year, gets a B minus. But again, I'm not in that locker room. And if if the players really enjoy Jimmy Haslam, that actually does make me happy to hear. But this thing matters until it doesn't. And to just go, well, but they said the thing about the locker room. Okay. That's one part of a, what was it, 10-part report. And why it matters is 
because while there have been significant improvements in the Browns, just the way they run things, and the on-the-field product has looked incredibly better the last four years, the Browns still have a ways to go. And there's one specific arena that the more I thought about the messaging I heard out of the combine, the more that I thought about um, how this season is shaping up, how the preseason is shaping up, it, it is something that I think we've lost sight of. And it's something that I think absolutely deserves to be pointed out because it involves you, the fans, and how you're treated and whether you're respected or not. We're talking about the... Um, the NFLPA survey and just how much it actually matters to you. Because I think it I think it does matter. I think it matters until you've consistently won. And then things like um, weight room and then things like nutrition. Like, listen, unless you're the Cincinnati Bengals, who apparently are starving their players, who on off days don't have a cafeteria that's open, who do not give their players three square meals a day, despite pretty much keeping their players on, on days they work in the building for 12 hours at a time, you know, unless you're that in whatever one of these areas are, there's just room for improvement. So I appreciate that the Browns want to improve the, the weight room. And I think I thought it was interesting that the Browns had that one on the ready when the NFL PA survey came out and they're like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, we're going to fix the weight rooms. Okay, what about that treatment of families? Hey, uh, Hey, let's ask that question about why Kevin Stefanski was given a B minus. And again, I don't think it's the end all be all, but for an organization that has not consistently won that, and let's be honest, that at points has been treated like a paycheck, it matters. Bob on Twitter saying uh, he thinks it's horrible. I wouldn't use horrible, but I would say not great, Bob. And uh, he said the weight room can be fixed, how their families are treated, horrible. Everyone should get together and find a way to fix that. Cleveland is a small market and has to do better. There is a big part of me that is just so painfully Midwestern that it when I hear that 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 players feel a certain way about how their families are treated, I just the dude cannot abide. It's just it's a little too much for me. I can handle um I clearly don't care much about the weight room. I clearly don't care much about dietitians or nutrition. But there's something about how you treat your players and their family that really does. I don't like hearing that is one of their worst grade. I want to get to Josh in just a moment here because he has a question about the Browns report card. But this is a great moment to say how much, you know, one of the things that kind of snuck past the goalie the last couple of days with all the sound is that the Browns are going back to, to the Greenbrier. And I'm just not, I'm just not that into it. I just, I just quite frankly, um, I, I understand why Kevin Stefanski feels like it worked out for them. They went to the Greenbrier, they won 11 games, and Kevin felt like there was something tangible to that experience. Um, man, I don't think it mattered at all. I don't think it matters to blocking and tackling. I don't think it matters to the quality of individuals that you import into your organization. And it's funny because... You know, Kevin's talked about, well, we just limit distractions. And yet, a lot of people's families were there. And and um, a lot of people's entourages were there. Uh, there were imported distractions. 
that include those two categories and maybe of a different... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Persuasion. The female persuasion is where I'm going there. So my point is, the Browns sold this whole Greenbrier thing and why it worked is, well, we got away from the noise. Well, no, you just took the noise with you and you spent a couple days elsewhere. And I'm fine with that. But I think there is, for, a, for an organization that listens to their fans as well as they do, I, this, is a, this is a warning. This is actually me approaching the Browns with respect, saying, you've done so many cool things. And, and four years later, the football's better. I, I can, can perceive and, and, and deal with a lot of things that I don't care about. But to me, Greenbrier, and going back there, is very similar to what I see as the Browns maybe losing focus on the strength of this community and it backing up this team. And again, this is not sky is falling. This is, I don't like this trend. And I think there's a little bit of, and I'm sorry to do this. You're not from here, no matter whether you've been here for a decade or not. And this really shouldn't be how we do things. And so specific to Greenbrier, which going there limits your number of practices, and then let's say uh, you have these Minnesota Vikings joint practices, which I love because I think joint practices have become a really valuable thing to do in the postseason. I actually think that has more value than just, hey, we went to West Virginia and did the same damn thing we do in Berea. But what I don't love is when I see the limitations that are being put on Browns fans to their access to the team and the Browns like every other franchise in the NFL and in sport uh, almost every franchise used the 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 pandemic to limit the access of the media and it was the most predictable thing to happen and it still tends to go on and again I don't want to specifically it's not a Browns problem it is teams are paranoid and teams want to control everything and teams want to go ahead and they don't like the rotten stinking media uh, being all over their headquarters. I totally get it. That is different to me. Uh, at, you know, controlling access and, you know, making that place like Fort Knox in Berea totally makes sense. This is a very special town. And I know the Browns know that. I do. But if they roll out eight practices again where fans go to, I think that is a a miscarriage of justice for Browns fans because not every Browns fan can afford season tickets. 
Um, I know a lot of fans who had season tickets on a limited basis previously that have now been priced out of the new NFL. And and, and again, the Browns have done a fine job at keeping those. It's going to change when the new stadium goes up, whenever that goes up. But the Browns have tried to, to think of uh, the majority of their fan base. It's still happening. If you could go to four games uh, 15 years ago, you maybe are able to go to about a game now. I, I include my own family in that, by the way. I can afford maybe a Browns game, maybe a Cavs game, uh, a couple Guardians games because they're a little bit more affordable for a family of five. But practice isn't just practice. And I understand there are scenarios like in Minnesota where they leave um, Minneapolis and they go up and they're, you know, what is it, three hours away? Um, Yeah, that's kind of the tradition. Uh, Looking at the Panthers, the Panthers have been in Spartanburg up until this year for training camp since they came into existence. So in those instances, there are scenarios where fan bases do not have this kind of access or they have to travel for this kind of access for their fans. In this case, though, in Spartanburg, when the Panthers went there, you can actually show up. You can actually go watch practice. And it was a lot more than eight practices a game. And even then, I think it's really important to remember that there are people who can go to and take their kids to the Puppathon or all the cool things that the Browns do at training camp when they actually have training camp practices open. And it sure feels like the implication is Browns fans are the distraction, right? Because let's think about this. If you go to Green Bay to get away from the distraction and the noise, and I have no problem with families going, by the way. That's I'm a family man. I, I wouldn't want players to be away from their families. I would be miserable away from my family if I was in training camp. But it was supposed to be solidarity, and we, we get away from the distractions. Well, families, entourages, um, imported distractions were clearly allowed to go. So what was the distraction? Was it practices? Was it fans being at practice? Because that is the weakest and lamest idea I've ever met. The Browns are why you have a team and why, why honestly, this whole thing exists. It's why 92.3 The Fan exists because of your passion for this town and for that team. It is why I am able to live out my dream every day. And it's not, I don't want to make it seem like the Browns are, are taking it for granted. But it is a concern that I have. And you never know who the next great Browns fan might be that goes to those practices. And so I want to see how it shakes out. I really do. And I, I, if they have more than eight practices this year, I'll be very, very happy. And I will, I will say, you know what? It looks like they understood. They've kind of modified it from last year. But two years in a row, they've talked about the power of Greenbrier without understanding that the loss is not on your team. The loss is on the fans. And the loss is the relationship and the continued viability of the relationship from the fans and the team and the fans and the players. That matters. It really does. You cannot take that for granted. And now you've got the Greenbrier. Now you've got joint practices. Now, all of a sudden, for the first two weeks of the the season, you're going to be on the road. Again, individually, I get it. I understand some of the business opportunities they have. I understand they don't control the Brazil thing. But if we're going to just keep doing this, hey, fans aren't going to be able to come to the Greenbrier. Hey, you've got, aren't you happy with your eight practices? 
versus I don't know most of the practices, I think that's a real miss. And because we're talking about the NFLPA, I just think it's important to remember Cleveland is different. This connection is different. Don't get in the way of Browns fans and their sorry, and the players and this team. Josh, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? How's the Prince of Parlay doing? Oh, I'm being princial? Is that a thing? <laughs> it should be if it's not. And probably that that lame ass answer probably tells you exactly how I'm going, buddy. Princely. Princely. <laughs> That's what I I'm very princely today, Josh. <laughs> All right. So I've been listening over the past few days and just kind of understanding everyone's take on it, what's good, what's bad. Here's what me personally, I'm a businessman, so my thought would be, how does this year's report differ from the last few years, or even from back when you know Kevin Stefanski first started? Like, where where has he lifted? Where has he fallen? So year over I year, I don't know those answers. So real quick, because Keith actually brought this up, I've got five of the categories in year over year from 23 to 24, because we didn't have time to go back. I think it's a very fair question. Year over year, it they're very similar marks. But, you know, there are – so for treatment of families, weight room, and training room, they all scored at least half a level higher last year than this year. For nutrition, uh, locker room, and I think strength strength staff, they scored lower this year. Did that – no, no, I just realized what I said there. So last year, those first three things were higher. This year, those last three things were higher. And I think I might have got, made everybody go cross-eyed. <laughs> Is that is that so? It's it's a little split, but the marks are very similar. The only thing I couldn't see is whether they were higher than twenty third last year because we wanted to turn that around quickly because we know you had a question. Uh, you pretty much answered what I was uh, what I was thinking of. All right. Well, I wish you a princely rest of your day, Josh. Thank you, sir. You as well. Thanks, buddy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.